I know I have something that can help somebody. I will have to package it so that they'll want to then take, you know, take me up on, on this offer. So the offer is important and it can make it easier to get people across the finish line. But at the end of the day, understanding truly who your customer is, that's going to be the most important. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. I'd be curious to jam on some ads today. Because I think um, I did a podcast with my buddy George yesterday. He's got a, just an absolutely killer, beautiful studio. And he's a phenomenal marketer, uh, George Bryant. Um, but what, And he's, you know, worked with... I think I might've connected you because he's amazing with customer experience stuff. Like that's what he's really like his fortes. So we, uh, we jammed yesterday, but uh, you know, that was just one of the things that I, you and I have grown our businesses through paid traffic. Like we're able to acquire clients at scale. I spend a dollar. I'm going to get X back kind of thing. And not a lot. And like, he does a phenomenal job. Like he's not so much as a paid marketer. He's a phenomenal marketer. Um, you know, but I was reading some, so that was just like thinking about it. Then I was like looking at the performance of the last month's ads. And I was just, I was going over ad stuff with dude. I had this, uh, I think I've told you about him. This kid, it was over last night. I met him in the gym out here. Fucking stud, 19 years old. He has a, a D2C company. They just did 380 last month, 40% margin because it's high ticket. And the coolest thing, and, and I met him like shortly after I moved out here and he owned an agency at the time and uh, we jammed because we, like, we were like just jamming. I think we had a whoop on both of us started talking about that, started talking about agency world, all that stuff. So, and he gave him some like sales advice and he like doubled his business. And then he, but he had some like background in, in DC, but 19 years old, a hundred K shy of a liquid millionaire. And he would have been a liquid millionaire at 19, but he bought a TRX in cash. <laughs> like, two, three, couple months ago. So it was actually, it was like really cool to kind of see his progress, but he does really good with, um, he doesn't use like social based advertising. And we were talking about some CRO stuff and we we're going over some, some marketing stuff last night, especially with like ads for uh, more like, you know, just other platforms. And then I was thinking about the conversation with George. Then I was taking a look at the performance and you know, how we really truly acquire clients and in, in all of the businesses. Uh, whereas other people have done do a phenomenal job with organic, but it's really, it's not what works organically does not necessarily translate over to paid. And I think that's something that you and I've done a very good job of. So I thought it'd be cool if we kind of just talk about some of the top things that uh, when it comes to ad, getting ads to work. What works organically doesn't translate over to paid. I had a call with a guy yesterday. Funny, you brought this up. We didn't talk about this before. Guy does like um, mortgages and you know for investment properties or whatever. Funny, you bring that up because he he asked me. What did he ask me? I see your content online. It was like me and the coaches benching because Jimmy said that I couldn't bench two twenty five two times. I don't know who he thought I was. Did you do it? I don't even. I mean, you're yeah. you're in great shape. So <laughs> I put it up. I put it up eight times. There you go. Off. And I don't lift heavy anymore, but just let him know like. Dad strength is real, you know. <laughs> um, so, so I was like, um, it was like weird because he saw that and he was like, "Hey, how can I get, um, how can I get like content like that up?" And I was like, "Well, what do you want? 
He goes, well, I want content. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Why do you want content? And I did like what we do with sales. He was like, yeah. Rose, I want people to see it. I'm like, well, why do you want people to see it? And he was getting into it a little bit. And I was like, bear with me. Do you know him, by the way, personally? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. okay. And um, like we dug deep. And he's like, well, I want to get more loans. Like, there you go. So like, you have to understand like the end result, what you're trying to do when you do content. I'm like, that video wasn't good. Like that was just us jerking off, joking around so the members can laugh. Like if you think like putting up random content like that's going to work, like you have to be very calculated and precise with your organic content and consistent. Um, I don't think, but if you want clients, dude, why not just run fucking paid traffic? Mm-hmm. Like why not just run ads? I don't, I don't know why you would just run ads. It's really confusing. Um, Cause it's confusing as shit for them. And for them, I yeah. just mean like most people. People don't know what they want, but it's very different organic. And I'm like, dude, you can run organic content for five years and have 500 views. And all of a sudden, and it finally works out. Like, do you, and, you, and if you have a business making money, like you're just going to say, screw that. So if you're on results, you want clients. Like, I would throw in some paid marketing and he doesn't do it. I'm like, why? I don't know why. Like, why don't you just do some paid marketing? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that is interesting because one, it's a really valid point. Like if you can put up quality content over time and it's authentic, it's interesting, it's engaging, maybe in time it'll work, you know, organically, but at least like it, it adds, like the content you guys put up for Hapro like does work because you have the page strategy, you have the good experience. This is, it's almost It's almost a retention piece to a degree. You know, it's it pre-sells a little bit when somebody sees the ads, they see their friend go in there, they see, oh wow, these are real people that have fun. Like, all right, now now I want to kind of like do some business with them. But the thing with paid traffic is it takes complete strangers and turns them into customers within 24 hours. And it's difficult for people to understand that because most people, I mean, at the end of the day, most people just even in the in actual like we're direct response marketers. Like there's direct response marketing, there's brand marketing, they, they, they do different things. Um, they have different elements, they're different times in the game. But most people, man, when they do an ads, they just, they just piss away money. And that's what so it's like. It, and it's also, it, it is changing a lot on the back end. So like the tech setup of stuff, but then actually putting stuff out there that's gonna turn these eyeballs into buyers can be daunting for a lot of people. But they also maybe they'll test with two hundred dollars and be like, "Up, oh, doesn't work. Never mind." Yeah, I, I will sometimes cut an ad off after two hundred dollars too. So don't feel bad. Well, do you continue to spend? Yeah, yeah, but I cut so, off ads too early. But I, yeah, people there's other on ad, ad, on ad metrics, but you also spend thousands and thousands a day. You combine all yeah. the people you run traffic with, you run millions a month. Right. Yeah, dude. I think. I think. I think. Uh, Ads are important. I think every business should start with paid advertising. I think it's the easier way. I think the lifeblood of a business is cash. And I think it's an easy way to generate revenue and build your business quickly. And I think organic should be done like simultaneously, but without an expectation on, a, on an ROI for a long time. 
And there's stuff that you can't quantify with organic. But organic's like a really, really long run, right? Like, it's like seldom do people blow up over overnight. So, but you have to structure organic correctly too. Like it has to be a good hook, right? In your videos. And if whoever your editor is chopping them up, like they have to get, get people's attention really quickly. You got to give them some punchy, great content. At the end, you have to have some kind of call to action. Hey, I'm Angel. I help people blank, 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 blank. If you want to learn more, click the link below and subscribe. Yeah. I mean, that's especially if you're just doing video. I think, I mean, I think organic uh, long-term is super important because, uh, you know, but it's, you're going to get great customers. You're going to get really good fans. And it's not just about putting out content that's going to get subscribers or whatever. It's like, it's, it's content that provides good value or good insight or creates a uniqueness about you that separates you from everybody else. But generally the people that have been following that content, like they're pre-sold, they're bought into you. You know, that's the nice thing about it. But that's also why different organic pieces will hit, but it won't translate over to paid traffic because you already have a relationship. You have that like relationship, even if it's, they're just watching and just reading your content or something like that. So I do think it's extremely important, but I agree with you. I think that any business, the the foundation is your ability to acquire customers. And the best way to acquire customers is if I can put a dollar somewhere and get at least a dollar back. Um, if I have great MMR, like I can even, or MRR, I could even like lose money. Like the best companies can lose money. We've never really had to deal with that in our industries where, because we can acquire customers profitably, which makes it even nicer. Cause then you could just fund future growth. Um, the cool thing I think with paid traffic though, is you also understand the positioning and the messaging that's working, what is actually resonating and you know, old school direct response style marketing. You'd have to put it in a newspaper. You'd have to send a letter out. You'd have to wait a couple months. Then you could take a look at the results. You could find out in a couple of days to a week if something's actually working. And then you can start iterating and making those changes really quickly with the way paid media is now. So you can quickly get to like, oh, I started here. This messaging wasn't quite great. This hook wasn't the one. Boom. I found the right hook. I got the messaging dialed in. Now we're doing it. Now we're just going to be improving, you know, what, how we're putting it out there and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the great things about paid traffic is it allows you to test and, and find out what works best in your market. And also if the idea works, like that's the other thing. And, and I've never, I, get, I mean, I've had stuff that hasn't worked um, for sure as far as businesses, but like, you know, you can, you can quickly find out instead of wasting years and years of time. Like I've been posting organically for two, three years. And like, I haven't gotten a customer. It's like, maybe they just don't want what you have to sell. Well, so dude, that's a good point too. Cause I talked to my buddy yesterday and I was like, I was like, dude, like some people like very seldom and they're going to be really qualified buyers want to sit there. He wanted to record a zoom of him talking to somebody like people don't care. Like people don't care about financial literacy. Like that's just not like very seldom are you going to find people online that are going to like flock to financial literacy. They want to know how to buy a home without putting any money down and making 10% year after year and creating financial wealth without having to beg a bank for a loan. That's what people want to hear. Right. So I was like, when you're creating your content, like, yeah, have the conversations on zoom and send them to an editor and they need to chop up those parts. You need to make sure that those parts are punchy. Like nobody wants to like, you can't put a two hour boring zoom online and expect that that's going to grow your business. Cause I, probably won't. There's so much good content out there. You can go to YouTube shorts, dude, and literally just pick out like just rapid fire and pick out a 
ton of great content that you can spend 15 seconds on and learn a lot. So to ask for a buy-in of like in an hour and a half to two hours on a Zoom, a bunch of sifting through minutiae to get some gold, people don't want to do that. If they do, they're going to be qualified as hell, but they're probably going to come in through the low barrier stuff and then go there after. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I could potentially challenge you on that just because of paid traffic. If you look at like, I mean, I think they're different. Again, paid traffic with a VSL that's 45 to 60 to 75 minutes. Some of the best D2C companies are built off of that. But it's again, right. but are you putting not crowd content a VSL that's yeah. correct? It still yeah. hooks you in, click this yeah. and watch this. And it's got a hook in, but I think that content's good and have it up there, but you have to chop it and break it well, down with little like immediate wins for thing. people. We do know a little bit about organic. We know way more about paid. So I don't know. Let's jam about paid. We both agree like organic's good. It's awesome to have, especially top of funnel. You know, and think about what's on their mind, even with a broad stroke to get people in. Admittedly, I definitely need to get back to doing more organic shit. I do it okay on IG, but I have dropped the ball there. But that's also because paid traffic works so well. So let's, I, I'd be curious because I kind of have um, my top three things that when I create ads that I focus on. But I think we should talk about, we agree, like paid traffic is, is the better way to scale, especially to understand it and, and the foundation. You wrap some good organic around it and then it's like untouchable. So let's jam on paid, bro. Let's let's talk about some paid shit. So what's the what's the most influential either book or course or like bit of knowledge that you've gotten from whatever mentor or whatever that's helped you with paid advertising? I guess the best but paid advertising was Dan Kennedy's The Ultimate Sales Letter. Cause that was the first thing that truly taught me about direct response marketing. And then I was able to write copy that sold and I could literally push it up essentially uh, on Craigslist and I was able to get buyers. So then going from doing, I went through a bunch of Dan Kennedy stuff, then some Frank Kern stuff, Frank Kern, probably initially, uh, well, it was like Frank Kern and Sam Bakhtiar who originally taught me paid ads. It was those two. So I did Kennedy, you know, some Dan Kennedy courses. I did some Frank Kern courses, but then also Pick just like directly from thing Sam. Out of all those courses, that was the most influential. Which challenge you just whittle it down to one thing that was the most influential, most responsible I mean, for your success. And I know it's very hard to do I that. Can't, I can't. Well, I can't answer that question. That's not. I mean, because it's over the, all the years. It's all like kind of put together. But I would say like the number one thing that all three of those talk about is like when you're able to put an offer out there that speaks to your ideal client and gets them to go from no idea that I, I need this solution to this is the perfect solution. Like that's what like the overarching theme of that. I probably got for those three. I couldn't say like specifically what in the courses. I mean, like, so I think I went so through it Dan would be, Kenny it would, stuff it would originally be, in 2012. It would be creating an offer and let's elaborate on that. And I guess you elaborate on that, but it's creating an offer that'll take them from, I don't know who you are to like, I need this in my life right now. Right. And like, so that out of all of them, that's probably the, the most influential thing that you've gotten that's catapulted your success. Explain how that works or give, give me some examples of that. Well, I would say that your offer is one of the most foundational components. And like, again, that's where, especially depending if you're selling a service or you're, you're putting a different spin on the product, especially if it's not brand new into the marketplace, because the awareness of the individuals is going to dictate what you're putting out there. Uh, so your offers, I mean, it, 
a good offer just makes life easier. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's the be all end all for paid traffic. I think it is the final piece. I think too many people, especially right now, are reliant on an offer to actually grow their businesses. And they're using the offer to do the sales for them. And they're trying to make it. So I think, I think actually the most important thing when you're, when you're actually creating any sort of campaign is truly understanding who your customer is. And if I'm like, if I think about Google um, or any sort of search-based, even like Amazon to a degree, like PPC kind of thing, like the people that are searching there, like they're essentially to a degree closer to the buying spectrum. They already know I got a problem. They already know what the solution is. Boom, they're going. They're kind of searching for a solution. Where, yeah. Whereas like direct response, no, it's like, hey, I know I have something that can help somebody. I will have to package it so that they'll want to then take, you know, take me up on on this offer. So the offer is important and it can make it easier to get people across the finish line. But at the end of the day, understanding truly who your customer is, that's going to be the most important because then I can position my offer correctly. I can have the right messaging that wraps around in my offer as I'm getting that person from going, oh shit, what is this in my feed? Which like, I so I have to get their attention somehow. And it's usually that hook. It's usually, you know, in a lot of times now in like what Facebook, Instagram is that initial creative piece. Like it's the video or the image that they're seeing that's catching their attention. And then it's like the first two to three lines. Like that was one of the things that I did some stuff with. Um, um, like there's great leads, which is a great book, but then also doing just some, I was when I was trying to refresh, uh, just refreshing on myself on, uh, on paid traffic, went through smart marketer stuff and like Molly and, and Pep and all those like really good. And it just, they highlighted the importance of when you have your body copy, that's great. But then like just the first one to two lines can make such a difference between whether somebody's interested or not. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll, I'm going to make a confession right now. I oftentimes don't read past those two lines before I decide to click. I often read those first two lines that it shows. I never click more and I look at the picture. So if there's text in the picture, that gets me and I will click immediately. I'll never read the copy. And if I scroll down, I see long copy, even though I'm a copywriter, I don't, I don't want to read it. Yeah. But I think that's a, you got to be careful with making assumptions based on how you do things to how other people are. So sure. especially for you, since you are, since you write copy and you've written and you do a great job at videos and all that stuff, like you're familiar with it. Like you kind of like, Oh, I got the intent. Just, Oh, I see it. Cool. Boom. I know what's going to be in here. What it's trying to do. Very good somebody point. else, again, the Very person who's like, you know, Oh shit. Like this, this hook just got me. Right. Oh, you got my attention. Huh? What is this? Like good copy can take that person through right. those stages for you and then they boom go to the whatever the you know next step that you're selling them on is so i would say that the most important thing when it comes to marketing is understanding and this is something that kind of like develops over time but it's like who am i helping who am i selling to what what are their like layers and layers deep of problems and issues and, and stuff that they're that's keeping them up at night like what's that deep stuff, which like, you know, if you were doing a sales meeting, like you're digging, you're pulling out of them. Um, like that's the kind of stuff that I think you really, really need to know. You need to know who your ideal client is, their wants, their desires, their problems, their fears. That kind of stuff is what's going to help you when you, you start creating initial campaigns. The offer can mask, I think, 
um, some stuff. It can help be the, the final push. But I do think in today's age where, and I, I think it also depends on where you're marketing, but let's say like a service-based industry that you're not the first person putting something out there, you're going to notice everybody else is just relying on the offer to move the needle. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the best thing you can do. And if you go back in the day, it's like, if you look at really early copy that were in newspapers and magazines, like the offer was that final piece that got them on the nudge, but you got them in through that emotional based copy. I agree. Um, and it's a reminder for everybody in every aspect of everything. People don't think the exact way you do. Um, you know, I, 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 you're right. Maybe I just like skip through stuff because I think it's like, oh, I get it. Cool message, cool creative, boom, click. Maybe I'm just, that's how I am. But not, I think people do read that long copy. But I also that. don't disagree with you, by the way. I, there's tons of people that are like that too. Right. What about you? So what do you think is the most important when it comes to your ads? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I, I think that very similar to you, like the offer, right? Taking them from zero to no one. But I, now that you said it, I rely heavily on my offer. I let it do the heavy lifting and I'm, I'm guilty. I'm one of those people that are guilty of that. I think that you told me to read the book, but was, it's like annoying saying it because everybody read it and whatever, but $100 million offers. Um, I think that really was like, eye-opening to me because I was like fairly new at the point. Right. And that's where we developed the offer after reading that. And I think that one of the chapters and I like it so much, grab that copy here at hardcover, John. Um, and I think one of the things he was saying was like, it's gotta be so one-sided and so like dumb that it, It'd be stupid that like you have to take all the risk. Was it risk reversal? Like all the risk off of the client? I think that was like one of the things that like really stood out to me. It's like, oh, that makes sense, and that's what I should do. Well, the old saying, like Russell Brunson talked about it years ago, uh, and a couple guys prior to that. But like when you're putting, you're putting an offer together, the prospect on the other end should be whatever. Once you ever go to like charge it, like it should be ten times more valuable. And I think that's where, and so like, that's when you're putting together, essentially it's an irresistible offer. Somebody can't say no to. That's what you want to have. A lot of people's offers, they are, it's just like, buy my shit. It's like, well, why? You know, a lot of stuff that we're looking at, a lot of people are going through. It's like, um, yeah. The guarantees. I'm holding up the page if you're listening and you're not seeing this on YouTube, but it's the guarantees. That's, that's what I got from it, right? If you don't, Achieve blank in blank time, we will blank. That was just such like an easy formula to copy. I was like, oh, like that's really easy. And I like thought of like an attorney, like these people have been burned a billion times by everything, blah, blah, blah. And like, and I was like, oh my God, well, Legion, like you did the same thing with Legion. And I'm like, somebody has to be crazy not to take that offer up. Yeah. And that was like when the stuff used to teach a, a while ago and it's still like the framework that I have for when I create an offer, um, you know, it's result time frame, and then risk reversal. It's just those three yeah. things. Yeah. It's all you need in a really good, and you don't have to have all three. If you have all three, it really helps. Sure. Um, but you also have to be like, that's going to be part of the stuff that hooks people in. 
It's not the end-all be-all, though. It's not. But it grabs people's and, attention and it makes them yes. feel okay moving forward, taking the next step. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even in, um, even in, you know, because that used to be, like, 2014, when we started putting the offer in, it was 100% that. Through time, you do have to be careful, especially if you're using paid traffic. Like, you can't, certain offers you can't put out there anymore. Because they're just like, no. Nah. So, even, like, if we, we used to say, lose 20 pounds in six weeks free, like, you can't run that in ads. Uh, Google kind of lets you do it. Well, yeah, Google maybe, but I'm talking like Facebook and Instagram because like Google's not going to grow a gym at speed. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to get enough buyers through Google, Google search. They're going to be great buyers, especially if your business is already maybe a gym that's already at scale. You'll be able to replace it. I think Google's a great platform for certain other industries, um, but for a gym, you know, especially when you need a hundred to a couple hundred members. If you're relying on Google, you're going to have people going to search. And also, you're going to have that like halo effect to a degree when you're running social-based ads because then people are going to go search for you as well. But frankly, right. like most people, you really want to scale gym fast. It's running at traffic on Instagram. It's running traffic on Facebook because you're getting these people that we know, especially if you're doing weight loss, that 99% of your community needs your help. And it is your messaging, your offer, all that, but it's going to get them over the edge. Right. So I would say though, like the offer is good. If I'm talking specifically about ads though, like how do I get ads to work? Um, you know, I, I think that it's three real big components. It's the, it's the creative, it's the copy and it's the offer. Right. Like all three of those, um, because you can have a great offer, but if you can't get somebody's attention while they're mindlessly taking a shit, then okay. like so you gotta get you gotta get their attention, which is usually the creative. Like the you know? like, so like the, the chick image. screaming and the scale running into the scale, right? Like, oh shoot, what's what are they screaming yeah. about? You run into the scale and then you go paying yeah. attention. Right. Yep. Even even if it's just an image that stops, like a, an image that's not right. what they're used to seeing, like that's gonna be key. Right. Then once you get their attention, then it's like that copy, whether it's long copy, short copy, it's getting their attention. You could lead with your hook, you know, you could lead with your offer. Right. You could leave with a different hook or something like that, you know, but then you have that and like, and that, and you know, it's just, again, good copy. It's going to be the, the final step. And then usually if there is an offer in it, the offer is going to push them over the edge. You know, it's like, Hey, learn how to do this in this time frame, or, right. you know, here's this outcome you're going to get or solve this problem. Like right. those are all kind of like, you know, to a degree. Right. So, but I think those right. are probably like the three, if I'm running traffic, cause that's where like most people are like, Oh, my, my ads aren't working. It's like, okay, well, not only is the offer not any good, but the ads aren't any good. Yeah, I just think it's like, I agree. You got to stop their attention. You got to pull them in. Um, but I think like, like the offer, like when you say does a heavy lifting, back in the book when you were saying like, I'll do X in blank time or blank. Um, I think that that has to be so one-sided. And I think in the book, he said, it's almost got to scare you to put that guarantee there. Right. Like that's when, and that's when I started developing this offer that kind of blew the company up because everybody's been burned and everybody was like, didn't feel like doing it. I was like, dude, let's just put ourselves on the line. And if we don't do it, we don't deserve the business and we should lose money. And like putting that guarantee, it's just like, it's scary for you as a business owner. But if you're not able to deliver on your guarantee, you shouldn't be in business. Now, I think there's so many people that are overusing this guarantee itself now and it's using, it's losing its luster. Um, because everybody's got a guarantee, but nobody sticks by it's not legitimate. Like these companies all stood by their guarantees and they're all legitimate. 
lot of them will be out of business because they can't perform. So there's a lot on the back end that you got to perform Which, with. But. So I, th- I mean, it goes to like we used to, especially in the gyms, like we've done that since 2014 is we always had these outlandish offers that we could back up. I mean, we were probably the only gym to ever give a double your money back guarantee with guaranteed results. Like, and also like no stipulations. Yeah. As long as you're like, you come in um, without that. So we definitely like, we always have that. Yeah, the step have is, let's be fully transparent. Was, you have to actually come to the program and work out in the right way. Yeah, so you have to participate. Well, no. So that's actually a different, that's a different. So that oh shit. in the, yeah. So, I mean, cause we've done the amount of offers that I've run in the gyms is probably upwards of 30 by now, if not more. Um, yeah, true. You know, so like we had our flagship one, which was, there was like conditional, like, Hey, you got to sure. do these three to five different things or whatever. Depending on but it's very right basic. It's not crazy. It's just, you got to come yeah. and work out this many times and eat this way. And that's it. It's like, yeah. And like, check in, but like, more. even the other one was just like, listen, you know, it was a 30 day thing. You just got to work out three times or come in three times or, or I'm sorry, like 12 times over the time period or actually, no, it was just complete the 30 days. I don't even think at this time we even had a, a stipulation in there. Like you just yeah. got to complete the 30 days. And, um, you know, so like, that was, it, it was very, like, very one-sided to them where it's yeah. like, listen, like, frankly, we're that confident in what we're delivering that you're going to fucking love it. And, uh, you know, so, but I do think that, you know, we've done a variety of different offers over the years where we would, it's like, we would, I would have franchisees. I would have employees before even franchising that are like, but what if we get, what are these, these refunds? It's like, well, if they ask for refunds, then we're just doing a shitty job, but this is what's going to nudge them over, you know? And we always looked like we would look at the refund rate on, especially because if we ran, you know, the low barrier offers usually had even crazier guarantees. Because I just don't think low barrier offers are as great to get people over. So you put like, you make the guarantee even crazier and it would really help. And it would, it would scare a lot of people. And you're like putting, you're like, oh shit. But I do think now, like what you said is so many people have become reliant on the guarantee that like one, the people are just like, okay, here's another fucking guarantee. And you also, now you look the same as everybody else. So that increases the likelihood of that. Unless you're, once you get them in and the pitch and all that stuff is super good, it just makes you seem like everybody else. And what has happened a lot, like I think a lot of times like SaaS businesses have to overcome is if you have somebody that constantly goes through and they're going through your cycle and stuff like that, and they're trying to figure this out and then they end up just trying to figure out, Hey, which the offer used to be to get people over and then you could wow them with all sorts of stuff. And you make this pack and it seems insane. But now it's like, gets to the point where if you sound like everybody else, it's just like, well, this person's cheaper. This person's cheaper. Yeah. Now you're yeah, you commoditize yourself. You commoditize yourself. So it's almost like what, uh, what Taylor said. He was like, kind of talking about like go the opposite direction, uh, which I agree. Like kind of like throw stones at the people that are doing guarantees. I'm like, I'm not going to guarantee you ish. I'm going to guarantee you're going to go to business if you don't work with us. Um, or if you keep going down the path that you're going, that's what I can guarantee you. Yeah. I actually like prior to type, Taylor bringing that up, we put that on our, it's in, even in our funnel. Oh, nice. So, yeah. What do you so. say? I'm going to guarantee you're going to go out business if you don't work with us? Or? Yeah, I was like, and I guarantee that if you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to get the same or worse results that you're getting right now or something like right. that. Right. Right. You know, and, and it's like, that's, and I was reading, um, I was reading predictable revenue. So now it's like kind of deviating from sales, but I thought this was really good. And, and what's it called? Predictable revenue? Yeah, it's by like the guys behind Salesforce. Um, so what I'm gonna do, I think, is uh, I think this would be good to end on because I think this this should go, this should blend into your marketing, this should blend into your sales. 
Issues with salespeople. Uh, number four was selling selfishly rather than solving. Are your reps just pushing deals and selling or are they proving to clients they can help solve problems? Do your reps disqualify? Yeah. You know, reps that just sell, 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 don't disqualify enough. Can reps, as described in the price section on selling to success, create a clear vision that empowers and pulls clients into really wanting what you have to offer? And then number seven was not caring about them. Do you really want to help them improve their business or you just sell them stuff? Great salespeople focus on making their prospects successful. You know, and that's really something that we've been putting out in our marketing. We do on our on our calls is we're like, listen, like, I'm not going to, we're not going to make these outlandish guarantees. At the end of the day, the only person that is responsible for their future is yourself. We can give you the shortcuts. We can help you. There's done for you components. There's all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if I'm looking, because like, as Taylor always says, like bad clients, bad team, the only person that's going to save yourself is yourself. Like, you know, I can give you shortcuts. I can give you the best fucking playbook to a stupid profitable gym. You know, same thing as you can do for your clients. Like you can feed them and give them the systems behind it as many cases as it could possibly handle. At the end of the day, though, like you have to believe in it. You have to then go put the work in. Depending on where you are, like in this in the the spectrum of the game, like your skill development is going to have to catch up. Cause at the end of the day, uh, you know, we we kind of talk about it. It's like if shit hit the fan. I have the skills to go create whatever I want. And that's where a lot of people are missing in business. It's like, you need, you're part of this is just developing skills and creating mastery for yourself, but you're the one who has to go implement. You have to work with your team. You got to make sure you truly understand what's going in and nobody can change your situation, but yourself, people can give you shortcuts. People can give you tricks. They can give you hacks. They can give you the right strategy. That's what we can do. But you know, I can't do it. I can't do it for you. We can do your marketing for you, but we can create a lot of the playbooks for you, but yeah. It's almost like there's no real way to make an actual guarantee to somebody because there's there's one variable, there's one variable, and it's the person. And you cannot control another human being. You can't fool you could give them every single thing that he does, but if they don't do it, it's like the old saying, if you can lead a horse to water. So I like the way you put that. And I'm gonna rewatch this and write that down and also use that. Because it's very true. Very true. I had a conversation with our hacker guys who were very, very upset because a client didn't need to lose a lot of weight, had great results, and just stopped for some BS reason. And they self-sabotage themselves. And and one of our coaches was like, it's really tearing him up because he really wants to help the person. It's like physically impacting him. And he's like losing sleep over it. And I had to have the conversation with him about like if you've done everything you did, you did there's a there's a variable there. It's them, dude. Mm-hmm. Like so- I, I think I want to end on one note because I do got to run. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, thinking back to the uh, the podcast I had yesterday with George Bryant and, uh, you know, stuff on customer experience. And I think that's that's ultimately like we want to get our clients in. But if we can truly help clients, and this is in the gym space, if you're an agency consultant, our goal is to help our clients understand and take responsibility for their own outcomes. Yeah. Like that. And that's what we're trying. Like, that's the right customer journey is like, we're going to help them. We're going to get them in. We're going to give them the things that they, they want, but also give them the things that they need so that ultimately they're, they're developing the skills to never be in a shit situation again. And they have to want it. So like you can help this individual, but I'm sure he stopped. He or she understands that like, listen, like 
I stopped. Like, that's what we want to get people to do. Or if they've been at the gym, like just with some of the stuff that I try and like, hey, like somebody might be with you for a couple of years, but maybe they're not like shredded. Maybe they lost the initial 20 pounds or 10 pounds and they're there. But like one, maybe that's their goal. And just working out is keeping them to the point where they want to be. But they also maybe own that. They're like, hey, you know what? I'm working out. I don't eat perfect, but I enjoy what I'm doing. And that's that's their responsibility and their journey. And that's where we want to take our people to. You know, for you, like your ambitions and your goals are not the same as 99.9% of the people. So we couldn't put your ambitions, your goals on other people if that's not the life that they want to live. I agree wholeheartedly. You dropped some dimes today, dog. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.